0: Hey this is Carleone
1: And this is Logan
0: And you're listening to The Manifest
1: And this is our newest episode No sir I think I think we're good to go man Let's go okay. um, I hope uh, this helps somebody Let's do it Definitely
0: bro Definitely well, Like I say I, I feel like I've been cut, sort of watching What y'all been doing And um, I feel like you know y'all could shed some light on some things as far as your church and what y'all been doing for uh, for other people so i definitely feel like this will be a help so um let's go and get started what's going on everybody this is carly on from the manifest you listen to the manifest podcast and today uh, i have a good friend of mine met him about it's going i, I say it's going on a year and a half maybe two, almost two years at this point um yeah it's been a minute so my good friend brother Julio Adelo he uh I'm gonna let him tell you about himself but but really really great dude um he's gonna talk come on and talk about um you know his role as a as a a leader at his church and what they've been doing with a lot of the things that have been going on lately and so yeah let's go ahead and get into it like I say go ahead and introduce yourself let the people know where you're from who you are all that type of thing you know
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, before I, you know, kind of get started on me, man, it's, it's good to see you, bro. I I, I know it's been a while. Um, yeah. but, uh, man, Carleone, you're doing a great thing, bro. And, uh, you know, from, from what I'm hearing and what, what I've read with the limited study, it seems like that you're, you're tapping into the right, uh, venue of going, you know, I, I think somewhere, uh, I saw or read that the podcast, the lane of the podcast, is the new. Um, it, it's it's it is it is the way in which young people, especially young people, are are disseminating uh, information. And you know, for for you to tap into this, you know, I, I applaud you for that, my brother. And uh, I don't know if you're still single or not, but man, if if there's any you know ladies you know watching this whenever this comes out, man. Carl Leon, I you know, I got to plug you, bro. So this guy, man, I, he's a man of God and I appreciate him. Um uh, appreciate right. it, I, I'm sure I, Yes, sir. I know he's cringing because he's humble, but man, he, he really is a good guy. And I appreciate I love him. Uh, appreciate it. Yeah, my name is, yeah, absolutely, bro. My name is Julio Adelo. I was born in, in northern Los Angeles in the valley, in the San Fernando Valley. Um. I actually grew up going to inland or not inland Light It's called Valley Lighthouse in Van Nuys. Brother and, Chacon's uh, Church. Yes. Yeah, so so now it's Brother Chacon's Church. At the time when I was a youngster, it was Brother Darren Sargent's Church. He was he was he was the pastor. He was my pastor when I was a wow. kid.
0: Okay. So
1: you know, brother, brother Sargent. Shout out to brother Sargent. I love I love him. I appreciate him. Uh, but yeah, I grew up there. Um, you know, when I was in seventh grade. My my mom and dad, we made the decision that we were going to move to San Diego, just because you know, growing up in LA, you know, as 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 you know, your viewers know, it could be kind of tough. And uh, you know, growing up, I didn't know it, but we weren't in the best of neighborhoods. But you don't know that as a child; you just kind of, you know.
0: Right. So, um,
1: so yeah, uh, we we moved to San Diego, um, and uh, I believe that's almost eighteen years ago now. Uh, but so I moved, yeah, moved to San Diego. Uh, I was at brother Buxton's church in Chula Vista, brother Stephen Buxton's church in Chula Vista for 12 years, um, doing my thing there. And then five or six years ago now, uh, when I was 21 or 22, we, we made the move to brother James, uh, Larson's church. And, uh, so I've been there for the last five, six years. I am the youth pastor at the anchor church. Shout out Anchor Church. I love, I love my church. I love my people, and um, and yeah. So I am, I am the, the youth pastor there, um, and um, as as far as myself, um, you know, as you know, I'm I'm not I'm not a full time you know youth pastor or anything like that. I, I still hold a, a a job in which All I'm right. working. You know you know, crazy amount of hours a week. I, I actually, my, my family, we own our own business. I, my father, and my brother, we own our own HVAC business. So that keeps us, I mean, absolutely busy, but you know, God is good. The, the, the company's blessed. We're blessed. My brother and I, we just bought our first, you know, home and it's, it's a huge, it's a huge house. We, we, I think we've kind of bit off a little bit more than we could chew, but it's a family <laughs> project. And so awesome. uh, yeah, it's, it's been fun. It's, it's definitely been fun. So, um, so there's that. And then, you know, as far as myself, man, I'm, I'm a pretty chill guy. Um, you know, I'm just like any other, you know, almost not, not, a, not, not all, but all I'm right. not too much into, I'm not too much into technology. I um, I just got into Instagram when the pandemic started and everything kind of went, yeah. uh, you know, everything blacked out, man. I had no way to communicate with, with my young people. I wasn't seeing them on a, on a, on a biweekly basis, nevertheless, not, not even a weekly basis. So I said to myself, especially after talking to, or, or speaking with, um, you know, our youth president, brother Nelson Rivera, he said something to the effect of that he hadn't, you know, when he became a youth president, he didn't have any social media. And one of his, you know, teammates said, you need a social media dude. And he was just like, you know, he was just like, no, 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 no. He was just like, no, you do. You know your kids. That is the platform they are on, and if you want to effectively communicate with them, you've got to be on that same platform. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, so I know you know all about that. So I, I gave in, and you know, it's been a month or two months now. I don't know how long it's been, but I'm, I'm, I'm on that 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 platform now. And, um, and so I'm not much into technology. I play basketball a whole bunch. I haven't, uh, you know, lately, but I, I do play basketball. Uh, I'm a student at San Diego State University. I'm a late bloomer. Uh, I didn't go right to college right after high school. But I was supposed to graduate, you know, a couple, couple days ago, actually, yes. with a BA in public administration and city planning. But, you know, the coronavirus happened. And, uh, you know, I still got to take one more class because of it. But that's okay. Not another, yes, actually, I'm not not upset, not frustrated. That's all right. I'm taking my time with school. So awesome. that is me, bro. That's me. Yes, cool, sir. man.
0: Every time, every time I see this guy, man, great smile, always light lighted the room. I really appreciate that. Your, your great attitude, bro. Um, you know, Every time we, we, we work in an event together or I see you out, man, always say hello to me. Even before, like, you really knew who I was. You were always very nice, and I appreciate that, bro. Um, Absolutely. We're an awesome guy. I have to ask. I'm being pressured. I told people you were going to be on the podcast. I'm being pressured by multiple young women to ask this question before we get, before (laughs) before we get into the the meat of the topic, um, what is your relationship status? Like, where are we at here? Man, you, you Uh, can say I plead the fifth. You can say it's complicated, (laughs) but it was my duty and
1: my obligation to ask. Yes, sir. I, I am single. I am single. Um, you know, uh, I, I could say that I'm looking, but you know, I'm just kind of taking my time. I definitely want to get this this house under my belt before I before I pursue a young lady. But mm-hmm. other than that, man, yeah, I'm pretty single. You know, and uh, I've been kind of, you know, a couple of men of God already have kind of not 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 rebuked me or anything of that sort, but they right, kind of, right. you know, said, "Hey, what's going on, bro? Time it's time." So I, I am, you know, in that it seems like it's that season. So yes, I'll start keeping my I'll start keeping my eyes open. So we'll see.
0: I had to ask, so there it is. Hey, so you get off, a man of God, brother. <laughs> all y'all can get off my back now. <laughs> okay, Cut so up, um, one of the – I, well, the reasons – I'll go ahead and sort of just talk about the reason why I wanted you on. I already discussed with you earlier before we got on here, but um, I saw a couple of things that y'all have done over the last couple of months and even more recently, past couple of weeks. Um, I, I just, I've been noticing – how leaders have um, approached the these last two things that we 've gone through as a as a as a world as a country, you know what i 'm saying as, as a state um, the things that we 've gone through, and i 've sort of just been watching to see what other churches are doing, and not because i 'm nosy just because i would I would just like to be well informed and to see what I could take as far as advice from this church and from this church and i 've been seeing a lot of really great things from y'all. And so, um, you know, I think that's the most important thing is to not get complacent where you are. You may have a good situation, but could you have a great situation, you know, and if you get complacent with where you are, um, you know, that, that good could be much less good than you think it is. And, uh, I know that's kind of, um, you know, but I think everyone understands where I'm coming from with that. So, um, I think one of the questions I wanted to ask you um, let's see here is what have y'all done as a church to adjust to the coronavirus? I'm talking about, you know, live stream. How do y'all keep in contact? I know there's a, I mean, I'll go ahead and let you speak to it, but what have y'all done as a, as a church? And then what have you done as a youth pastor, uh, with your group to stay connected, to stay interacted? What have you done?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. Um, so on, on your, on your point of, of complacency, man, especially, please hear me, especially with young people, compl- complacency, man, it's a killer. If you are stagnant for even, you know, a month, if you're stagnant, dude, your young people know it. Yeah. You know why? Is because they're seeing, um, you know, they see other youth groups doing, and I'm not, I'm not, this is not justifying, you know, you looking down the road, not at all. Don't, 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 don't misinterpret what I'm saying, but, you know, among young people, they, they digest so much information. They digest so much stuff. I mean, they see their friends doing things. And, and, and unfortunately, sometimes the Bible says it, it's, it's unwise to, to judge among yourselves. And sometimes we do it. Uh, but, but especially in youth ministries, man, being complacent and just kind of being stagnant in that same you know, arena, in that same area in life. Um, especially as a youth group or as a, a hyphen group, whatever you, you want to call it, mm-hmm. uh, you stay still for, t- for too long. And, and, you know, you'll, you'll see the consequences very soon. Your young people. If, if, if you got young people like mine, they'll start asking questions like, Hey, when are we going to do something? Hey, yeah, yeah. You know, And they'll, they'll, rem- they'll remind you real quick. Hey, it's been a week or two since we've had an event. It's been a week or two since we've, you know, we've had a service. So, um, so yeah, so to your point, complacency is a killer, man. Don't don't get complacent. Don't get stagnant. You know, stagnant water grows bacteria. Don't get stagnant. So that's, you know, that's that's obviously a first one. Now in dealing with coronavirus, I'll be honest with you. Um, it's been I think it's been three months now. Um the first two or three weeks, um, I'll be honest with you, it, it I I went I went totally, you know, I, I didn't I I didn't know what to do. Um I I was new, I was barely getting on, 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 on Instagram. So I, I, I was not taking in other, all this information. Right. Um, and, and I'll be honest with you, I was on the the side of the fence that, you know, this is going to be over in three or four weeks. So let's just sit it out and we'll be, we'll be right back to church, you know, shouting and being with the people of God, how wrong I was. I know, you know, two, three weeks into it. Um, you know, and I realized, man, this isn't going away and it's not going to go away for a while. So quickly, you know, I made the decision, you know, what people are doing these Zoom sessions, people are doing these hangout sessions on, on, online. I don't know anything about it, but I'm going to surround myself with people. I'm going to partner with somebody that, that has, has these, you know, knows about these Zoom sessions, knows about these things. And so I got some, a young man in my church by the name of Zachary Farina. Love you, brother Zach, and he, hes hes on top of it. He's on top of Zoom. He's got unlimited access. He has the whole—the whole thing. So he was on on the tech side um, as youth pastor, man. I—I I just said to myself, I'm gonna absolutely shoot for the stars right now. Um, sh- you know, shout out to, or, or let me tell some youth pastors real quick. Um, it, It's—you it, uh, know—it's—it's almost—it's we're almost ending th- this coronavirus. But man, if you missed on the opportunity. To, to get some amazing speakers man let me tell you that first week where I decided I'm gonna get I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna try to reach out to a preacher and see what happens I said you know what I'm going straight to the top and that's what I did I went to I, I, I thought I thought I saw who, that. Who, 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 who's the top and I thought immediately UPCI youth you know the the, the head of youth Josh Carson I looked him up I, I went on his you know his whatever and I found his email I hit him up like, hey this is you know so-and so I'm from so-and-so church. And, uh, would you, would you talk to us? I know you're busy. I, I, you know, I, and, and within a couple of minutes, I think it was, I think it was within a half hour. He said, absolutely. So it worked out. I mean, I got some great, you know, we, we had some great speakers and, uh, it's mm-hmm. just to say that, that if we're just going to sit around and, 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 and be scared all the time, because maybe we're, we're, we're entering a realm of the unknown, like that, that's an unknown for me. All this text of this is totally unknown, but it, all we're going to do is sit around, be scared and, and not try. Yeah. Then inevitably you're going to fail. You're not going to, you're going to be stagnant. You're going to be complacent. You're going to sit around instead. Why don't you surround yourself with people that might know more than you about something, reach out, shoot for the stars. And man, I'm sure you'll get something. So, you know, we're, we're ending the, the end of this thing, but I'm, I, I you know, I, I, you know, do do I'm I'm I think honestly I've been seeing so much of Victor Jackson I'm I'm gonna hit him up I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna email Victor Jackson I'm gonna say bro can you talk to my young people can you and I, he probably won't cause I know he's a busy man but if he does man it it just proves my point man you reaching out and trying just trying uh, during and these times of yeah yeah I think so, the most it, interesting
0: it, thing with what you were saying is like what are before this happened what would be the chances that you could get Josh Carson, Landon Gore, and possibly Victor Jackson to speak to your young people before this? What are those chances, you know? And I see yeah. that ca- that's, that's exactly the stuff that I'm talking about. The fact that you capitalize on the fact that everyone's at home, there's easy access for us to get to hear and speak to each other. Man, that, that was awesome, bro. Um, that's just one of the things y'all did. Um, and then y'all, y'all did like um, hyphen hangouts or, or youth hangouts. Is that correct as well?
1: We did, we did, man. So I have a, you know, I work with, with an awesome hyphen leader. She's, she's the hyphen leader at our church, Sister Victoria Reyes. Man, shout out to Victoria Reyes. We both know her well. She, mm-hmm. you know, she, she, helped, she helped a lot. She, she, she did these things where we're doing that. I think she called you up, but she did these hangouts again mm-hmm. on Zoom session where, you know, we were just being together. Young people were being together. Hyphen were being together. And whether it was playing games or, 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 or having our young people speak, we we tried to make it so it was a daily or not a daily thing but a weekly thing where we were we were coming together weekly we were seeing each other's faces weekly we were we were fellowshiping weekly even if it was only through you know uh, you yeah. know your, your 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 phone screen and uh, you know we've got to have the if if there's anything this 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 coronavirus specifically has taught us it's that we need the fellowship of God's people man it For is sure. so vital to the church Yes, sir. You know, I don't want to go. I don't want to go off on a tangent. But when the first time Jesus sent out his disciples, the Bible says in the book of Mark, he sent them out two by two, and he gave them power uh, over unclean spirits, and he sent them out two by two. the The great thing about that is he gave us two things: power over clean spirits. That's apostolic authority. Second thing, he gave us fellowship, one with another. Uh, you know, you with your brother, your sister. It's powerful, man. We've yes, got sir. to have the fellowship of God's people. It, it's it's so. Uh, it's so slept on people. It's so underrated. But man, the fellowship of God's people, people of like precious faith, getting together, fellowshipping, eating, whatever it may be. It's powerful. It's powerful. Yes, it's, it, I, cannot, I cannot overemphasize how powerful the fellowship of God's people is.
0: I agree, bro. Um, I saw too many youth groups, you know, people and not just youth groups specifically, but the people that were in, the, in these youth groups. They saw what y'all were doing. Well, we, well some, of, some, of the th- some of the stuff that we were doing, some of the stuff that some of the big groups were doing, you know, um, I think there was a youth workers training, there was a couple of different hyphen things, a couple of different youth things that were put together, and they didn't have that in their own church. And it's like, um, I'll even bring up Bellflower, for example. They did a great job as well do, with all this stuff, um, your Bellflower uh, IPC. Um, they did a great job with this stuff as well. It's like having great speakers come in and the young people at least get together somehow, you know what I'm saying? You go three months without seeing the people of God, that's going to drive you crazy, you know? And so that was a great, I mean, great opportunity for people to, I mean, I feel like we learned more about each other um, as well. Um, just and you learn more about your walk with God, you know, not being able to go to the house of God, not being able to be held accountable by your pastor and your youth pastor and your youth leader right in front of you. You know what I'm saying? What were the deficiencies in your relationship with God? And what were the things that you needed to work on? I feel like a lot of people learned, a lot of people learned, including myself. Um, When you wake up and you have no plans for the day, how are you going to fill that time? How are you going to do it efficiently, especially for, I mean, I had to work, but I know a lot of people didn't work. And so how are you going to fill that time? Um, And when you're not forced to be on a schedule, you don't get your normal praying time, your normal Bible reading time in it's all about trying to um, make sure you still do that and find a way to do that. Um, but yeah, so I even heard um, Chloe, she spoke to uh, to the hyphen group uh, the other day and she was talking about like, you know, you don't want to get to a, a place where you are complacent and you are, um, you know, sort of not really settling, but you're sort of allowing yourself to do or say and, and and become a part of stuff that you wouldn't normally do because you don't feel as strong um, you know, cause you haven't been with your youth group going to this place or not praying or whatever it is, you need to strengthen your relationship with God. This is the most important time cause this is the time that the enemy can get you cause you're by yourself.
1: So, sure. um,
0: yeah, that yeah. was a great, go ahead, bro.
1: Did you No, Yeah. To your point, man, it's, 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 it's powerful, man. I I, I mean, I cannot overstate it. I mean, you, you see in the book of acts, you see in the and you know right when the church is born you know, on the day of Pentecost, you know it isn't too many chapters later where they're where they're meeting at people's houses, they're meeting at 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 Mary's house, they're meeting at at John Mark's mom's house. I mean they there every there's something powerful about when you meet the prophet King David, he said, you know, in the scripture and and I believe it was in his songs, but he said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. House of the Lord. You know, yep. we, 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 quote that a lot, but we forget that three generations of his predecessors of his fathers and his father's fathers and his father, they were, they were, they were banned from going to the house of a God because of a great, great grandmother's mistake. And so when, you know, three generations down the line, when King David says, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. He's not just saying, you know, I'm, I'm glad about going to the church. He's talking about something so much bigger. He was he was banned from the house of God. Mm-hmm. He was he was he was not allowed to enter in. And so when he was that moment where he was allowed to enter in, it, it was so much. It was it was so much the sweeter. You know, there's something powerful about the house of God. It really is.
0: I, I had one more one more thing to add before we move on to the next thing. With that being said, that just brought up a great point. Um, and I know maybe you haven't you know fully got all this together but i kind of want to know what your thoughts are on because you just said we're we're in a similar situation you know we're, we're we were not able to go to the house of god and now we are how important is that going to be for you as a leader to make sure your your kids know that you know to not take this for granted and to, to really come to the house of god and give it their all because there was a time where you couldn't come and that sort of you know should have taught us something Um, And then in the end times, you know, it's going to get more like this type of thing. And so how important will that be for you when you're speaking, when you're talking to them, for them to be able to take advantage of this opportunity now that they're here and they're able to come to the house of God?
1: Yeah, good question. You know, God forbid, you know, eventually, whether it's a month from now or two weeks from now, I know in the Midwest and the South, people are already having straight up, you know, 100%. We live in California. It's a little bit more, you know, obviously we know that. Um, but God forbid we, we, we get back to the house of God and whenever we do, whether it's a month from now or two months from now, whatever it is that we forget that, that how, what it feels like not to be in the house of God. Yeah, I get it, man. The the, the people in the church is so much bigger than a building. I know that we, we all know that, but there is something powerful. There's something powerful. So God forbid we, 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 um, you know, we, when we get back to church that we forget you know, that place that we were stationed at for a little while. Let me say this, and and we'll move on. But, and this is a super sensitive subject, man. But, you know, I'll say this, and and, and I won't say any names or anything like that. But um, my church, let me just talk to my church, my church and my pastor, we were extremely, I mean, whatever Gavin, brother, you know, Mr. Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, whatever he said, go. And so they told us not to go to church. We didn't go to church. They told us, to, you can come back, but it's got to be 100 people. It's got to be super social distance. Everybody's got to – I mean, we've been doing things by the book. Okay? Yeah. Uh, but I'll, I'll say this, and like I said, no names, but there's a church that I know of, and it's in San Diego that they didn't do that. Uh, they were actually very much the opposite of that. And now – and this is not to throw stones. It, it's actually not throwing stones at all. It's just, it's just a learning moment. They've mm-hmm. got a small outbreak on their – they've got a small outbreak on their hands. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's this thing's real. This thing's real, and we've got to use wisdom. Um, but at the same time, let's not forget, man, that that the house of God, man, it's it's such a privilege. And yes, God forbid that the, the day comes where we can't go no more because you know it's that time in, in in the timeline. It's that it's that time in the Book of Revelation where it's just over. Um, you know what, man? It was good while it lasted, but man, praise God for the church. Definitely, thank God for the church.
0: Definitely, yeah. I think, um, so the next thing, you know, that we wanted, I wanted to discuss, and I hope I gave you enough time to prep and really think about this, Um, and I know, like, this has been on your mind as well already, like I said, the reason why I'm asking, because I feel like you would be, you know, well-fitted to answer some of this stuff, Um, so when we're talking about, you know, the social inequality and the, the epidemic that is going on, you know, whether you believe it's blown out of proportion or not, there is something very, very real to uh, talking about the disproportionate behavior towards minorities, right? And so when that comes to police brutality, the way the law system is set up, the way that the jail system is set up, all those different things, right? And I, I know that you guys, I mean, I've been to your church a few times. It's not um. It's not extremely diverse, but it's diverse enough to where, this stuff definitely should matter when it comes to your leadership groups and uh, discussing this type of stuff. And so um, I wanted to kind of know as a youth leader and just being very candid, you know, um, you have young African-Americans, Hispanics, Asians, all these other minorities under your purview. um, And people, just people you go to church with, Um, being, but also being a minority, but also being non-black, like I said, just being very candid. How have you handled? I know you, you probably had to have private conversations with some people. You probably have had to talk with certain groups of people and and figure things out and understand things more. Um, so how has this been like for you? Uh, what have you done, you know, in order to address some of this stuff? I know if you go on their Instagram, you'll know that their church went out and they prayed in the city uh you know that they've been in the community supporting it and all those things so go ahead and speak to that bro
1: yeah so man you know before before we get to here man i think and this is i mean i don't think it's it's this is such a sensitive i mean so so sensitive i mean i every time i speak on anything like this man mm-hmm. we we you and i and anybody that talks on these matters such sensitive matters where you're talking about the sacredness of somebody's race or ethnicity, that's sacred that I cannot, you did not choose that. I didn't choose it. God gave that to us. It's yeah. it's absolutely sacred. And that said, you know, these, these issues are so sensitive. We got to be so careful. We got to be so careful that we're just not sh- spouting out, you know, we, we can't do that. Cannot do that. That, that should be rule number one. We can't, we can't do that. Um, but uh, to your point, um, when this happened i believe it happened on a monday i i saw it on a tuesday morning early tuesday morning mm-hmm. and um man i mean watching the video i mean it, it it watching one man take another man's life i mean watching it live yeah. it's it's it, it really brings some a, a type of sobriety it, it really it's it's sobering it's sobering watch one man take another man's life yeah. it's it was despicable it was just just tough to watch my first thoughts were man you know you hear the people screaming and you you hear all that stuff my first thoughts were what are those police officers doing they're just I mean you you, somebody's got to think to myself okay I I get it this man's under arrest I get that but there's got to be this there's no way whatever he did I don't know what he did um, but there's no way whatever he did constituted that type of response yeah Um, so that's my first point. The, my, my second point is when it happened, and when I saw the video initially, I had to watch it again because I, I almost couldn't believe it. Wrecked my day. I, it was a Tuesday. It, it wrecked my work day. Yeah. Um, I called I, as soon as I was off work. I, I, you know, to be very honest with you, we're being candid. I, cl- I called everybody in my youth group that was black. I called, I called, you know, a couple young men, a couple young ladies, and I said, you know, that was awful. That was just so just, it it, 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 it wretched my soul. That was so bad. And I'm so sorry yeah. if that brings anything, uh, you know, and, and, and at, at sometimes it's, it's, it's almost better, you know, at, at that moment, I, when I talked to a young lady, I knew, man, you know what, it'd be better if I, like Job's friends, when, when Job was going through all that pain and suffering, the Bible says that Job's three friends came and they just sat with him in sackcloth and ashes for seven days. You know, we get on Job's friends for that because they didn't say anything. But really, what can you say to a person that is in such deep pain and agony and turmoil? Sometimes yeah. it's better to say nothing. It really is. I don't mean be silent on the matter. That's not what I'm saying. But sometimes, no, I understand. Uh, initially, um, you know, it's better to just say nothing. Uh, so talking to, to young people, you knew at, at, at that moment, man, this is, this is different. This is different you know, you, you knew right away, this one was different. Um, but, but that said, I think that the first thing I did was, uh, and like I said, I'm I'm new to Instagram, but the first thing I did was I, I told, I, I told my sister, Soph, I need to put this scripture on my, my my Instagram, whatever, and you need to show me how to do it. Mm-hmm. And I gave some word and this is the word I gave. I think it's appropriate. I won't read it just for, just for time, but it's in Numbers 12. It's at the beginning of the Bible. It was written by Moses. And it recalls a story where Moses chose uh, uh, to, to 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 wed or to, to be married to uh, an Egyptian woman by the name of Zipporah, an Egyptian. That's North Africa. She was an African mm-hmm. woman. Mm-hmm. And the scripture says that Miriam and Aaron, her brother and her sister, got on Moses for that. And he said they, they, they got on them for that. And, and, and the Bible says the reason was because she was an African numbers 12 verse one for she was, uh, uh, rather, um, she was Ethiopian. She was an Ethiopian. Um, so the scripture, it, it, it's, 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 this big, it's this big argument between Moses and, and Miriam and, and Aaron. And then we see chapter verse 10 of numbers 12. We see the Lord step in and at that very moment, chapter verse 10 God strikes Miriam with leprosy. And it's it's amazing what 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 Moses said in chapter or chapter 12, verse 10. He says, the Bible says that Moses, as God struck Miriam with that leprosy, that her skin, think about this, her skin became white as snow. It's it's almost as if Miriam was struck with that which she was abhorring, or she 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 was abhorring the skin color of this woman. And so Mm -hmm. God in his infinite wisdom said, okay. You want, to get, you want to get down into the grimy levels of skin color? Let, let me hit you with what you really want to be. And yeah. he made that woman's skin as white as snow, the Bible says. And it was only until Moses stood up for his sister and said, you know, oh, her skin, was you know, the, the leprosy left her. But that goes to show that since the dawn of time, God is not okay with ra- racial uh, r- racism, with prejudice, with, with any type of judgment based on a person's ethnicity, yeah. his race or her race, her creed. It, God it, that does not matter to God, and we see that uh, trend and pattern throughout the Scripture, throughout all of Holy Writ, especially in the New Testament. You see Peter, uh, the the, the apostle, say, uh, "You know, I perceive God is not a respecter of persons. God, you know, God doesn't look at you know people and humanity the way you yeah. and I do. Yeah. Um, he 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 really, to be honest with you, and to be frank and to be true to Scripture, he looks as a at us as as sinners. He looks at and he sees us." as we are, and that is as sinners. Um, but he does not look on, 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 you know, he does not look at us the way we look at each other. So, um, all that said, you know, dealing with, with those, those sorts of things, man, it's, it's, it's tough, man. And, and I'll say this, um, you know, for your viewers that maybe that don't know me, I am so not, I'm, I'm not Super spiritual. Sometimes to my de- uh, to my to, to my detriment. I'm not overly spiritual. Um, you know, I respect people that are. I know people that are, and and it's a good thing in many circumstances. I'm trying to be more more spiritual. Um, so when I say what I'm about to say, don't. I, I'm not a, a revelation chaser. I'm not a prophecy chaser. I, you know, maybe I should be a little bit more, and I think I should. Mm-hmm. But what we're seeing, what we are seeing, I cannot overemphasize how much I've been trying to get into the word and find out wh- what's going on. You, you read in the gospels, you read in Daniel, you read in book of revelation. Um, I really do believe that we are seeing um, the enemy. Can I, I'll say the antichrist is setting the stage. And this is just, this is just a part of the way that is happening. Let me tell you this, the new Testament, the, the disciples that walked with Jesus for three years, the Bible says at the end of those gospels that that they did not know what they were feeling. They didn't know that the the God manifest in the flesh that they were handling as they walked among as He walked among them. He says mm-hmm. he, he did not. They did not know until He was He was gone and left and ascended into heaven that they realized. Wow, God manifest in the flesh was walking among us, and He put on human flesh and He died for our sins. the the, the everything didn't click until He was gone. How powerful is that? because I really do believe that not everything's clicking in our heads right now. We are, we are really, I do believe that we are seeing with a veil over our face, what is going on. And it's not going to, it's not going to be until we are looking at it in retrospect that we're going to look at it and say, man, the enemy was working and the enemy is working. I really do believe that if we get caught up in this, in this mess of, of, of the way the world is so divided, I'm telling you, we will, we will, we will go down a road. We do not want to go down we will be set up in the, the trap that is the herd mentality. There is the, the enemy is working on the herd of humanity. And if we're not careful, we'll be set up in that herd. And man, you know, Luke said in his, his gospel, he said, kingdom shall come against kingdom in the last day, nation yeah. against nation. He's not necessarily talking about countries against countries. You look up that word kingdom, it's ethnos. Or, or what we what we get the word ethnicity from? Race against race shall come against one another. Not, not even necessarily country against country. It, it just means a homogenous people of that 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 share that share that same race yeah. shall come against people, and 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 the love of many shall wax cold. I'm telling you, we are seeing uh, the beginning. I really do believe of the end. I really do believe that the Antichrist. And, and the one that is set up to, for the desolation, he's setting it up. The, 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 the cards are moving, the, 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 the chips are falling and, 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 and you know, the pawns are moving into, into the chess positions. Yeah. I really do believe that. I really do. I really do.
0: I agree with you, bro. Um, I think I'll say this before I ask my last question. Um, I think to me, you know, having many discussions among friends and peers and things like that. Um, to show, to, show, to show division in the church is to show cracks and to show where we are weak and where the enemy can get in and where uh, the world can get in. If they see the church divided on a racial issue and we're supposed to be Christian, supposed to be loving everyone, they take that as another chink to put in to another chink in our armor to get into whenever they feel like and whenever they want. They're all, they've always been looking at a way to get to dismantle the church. You know what I'm saying? And this is just something that they can add to that list of things that they can use against us. And so the church has to stand united in this front. You know, you, if you're not preaching out against this, if you're not speaking out against this to your youth groups, to your people, to your friends, to your family, then, and if you're staying silent on this thing, that is a, that's an, that's an omission right there. And that is something that can actually be used against you. Um, and so my, this is gearing into my last question. Um, and then feel free to chime in on what I just said as well. Um, as a youth leader, a youth pastor, um, what, I mean, I know you talked about what you did and what your journey was, what would be some advice you would give to others, you know, people that are trying to go through a lot of the same things that you were going through, you know, pastoring and having, young minorities and specifically african-americans under their purview how would you tell them to approach this you know in this sense
1: yeah um going back to and and i'll address that but going back to to the issue of 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 where we're at right now just that that this comment the situation we're in right now let me tell you you know we we quote acts 238 a lot you know we, we do and and it's a great scripture and it really encapsulate encapsulates the gospel you know mm-hmm. the death, burial, and resurrection, and how we identify with it. it. Really, it's a it does a good job. But you know, verse thirty nine, I believe, is 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 it's, it's it's. I don't think it's necessarily more important, but it's just as important. You know, and the promise is, is to those that are far off, as many as the Lord our God should call. Now, when Peter, Peter, Peter said that, Luke wrote it down. Luke wrote the book of Acts. Peter said that. Um, check it out. He preached on the on the day of Pentecost, and he preached. Acts 2.39, we know that he preached it, that the gospel and the saving message, what, what he preached as the gospel is to all, everybody. It's to everybody. That was his point. The only discrepancy, the only problem with that is, is that Peter didn't really believe that yet. Hmm. The, the scripture says that it wasn't until Acts 10 that he, his, his mind was open and God showed him this, this vision. You know, he was on a rooftop playing and he sees this vision of, of these unclean beasts and they're coming down out of heaven. And the Bible says that God had to put it in him three times, thrice, thrice I had to deal with it with Peter. And finally, Peter, it came out of him. And, and, and what do you know? Three people, three men uh, of, of, of Cornelius, he was of the Italian band. Uh, Cornelius was, was, was an Italian. Uh, three people that, that represented Cornelius came and knocked on the door and, and, and immediately his mind was open. God is talking about the gentiles. He's talking about more than the Jews. Peter had racial and and he had racial he had issues of racism. He had issues of prejudice. Let let me let me stop here and say the he he walked with Jesus for 3 years. Think about that. He walked with God manifesting in the yeah. in the flesh for 3 years and he still had these issues. And 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 if we're not careful, we'll get into the We'll get into this this mess that this world is doing, going back hundreds of years and and finding every single fault of every single person. We cannot do that. You know why? Because if you look at my my you're gonna find you're gonna find my skeletons quick. Everybody's got selling everybody's we've all got issues. Definitely. The point is is that is that Peter, Peter said, You know what, Lord? God started working on him. He said, Okay. If this is what you want, this is what you're going to get. And the Bible says it. He, 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 for a moment, he was, he was, the, he was, he was the preacher to the Gentiles. So that said, we've it, it, racism is a sin, and we've got to deal with it just like anything else. If it, if it's in the church, and and church people got that that, um, if church people are dealing with that sin, then they've got to deal with it just like they deal with 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 you know adultery and fornication yeah. and stealing and lying, we've yeah. got to take it to an altar got to take it to an altar got to deal with it at an altar um, yes, sir on your on your on your question to you, that that you asked, you know I would say you know Paul, the the brilliant man that Paul was. I mean, think about it. He was he was a citizen of Rome. He sat under the feet. The Bible says in the book of Acts, he sat under the feet of Gamaliel, the Old Testament teacher. I mean, just a genius. Paul was just a genius of a man. He wrote more than almost two thirds of the New Testament. I mean, when people say he was a genius, they're not just saying that for, you know, for kicks and giggles. He really was a genius. He spoke, and when he writes to the Corinthian church in 1 Corinthians, and he says, you know, he says, he talks about stumbling blocks, and he talks about if, if, if 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 you know, me eating meat sacrificed to idols makes my brother to stumble, I'll never eat meat again. That's how, those are powerful words, right? He says, he says things like this in 1 Corinthians 9, that I've become all things to all men, that I may win them, that I may, that they may gain Christ. We've got to get better at being all things to all men, not just some men that, that we appreciate, not just yeah. white men, not just educated men, not just, you know, the men on one side of the tracks. We've got to learn. There's a lost art of becoming all things to all men. Why? So they would be saved. So they'd be added to the fold. We have got to do better at that. And we are. I, I really do believe we are. Last Sunday, one week ago, um, when, you know, La Mesa, a, a small town here in San Diego in my city, it you know, rioters and looters. Oh, and you know, we don't have to get into that, but they they burned down a couple banks, just a horrible scene. And we go down the next, we go, uh, you know, it happened and we're at church that morning. And, and, you know, a minister, um, Chloe's dad, he he calls me that morning. He says, you know, we should do this. And I said, yes, absolutely. So we we rounded up young people and, and they cut service short. My pastor cut service short because of this. We, we, we left and we went to go pray we went to go sing, we we went to just go show our face in solidarity to let people know that there are there are people there are there's a church that cares about these issues we're we're not just going to we're not going to just you know stand on the sidelines and 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 debate on theories and, and yeah, doctrines yes right. there's a time for that but our, our generation needs to see people that just do it. They're, they're not necessarily sitting on their ivory towers talking about, you know, the latest ideologies. We don't need to be like that act 17 where, where all those, 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 those people were all they wanted to do was hear something new. No, we've got to, We've got to be a people that put it into practice. We've got, so we went out, we, we, we prayed, we, we, we preached. And I think I saw myself on the news somewhere, man. I'm telling you, We we, we're we're gonna you know it it may not be pretty we we may not know how to do it perfectly but we just got to try we've got to try we've got to get out there and um, to your question about um, you know minorities in my youth group man like I said I'm new to Instagram but I saw you know I saw young people uh, in my group you know kind of going off on each other and and I called and I said hey I called the older one who I knew was, 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 you know, who, who, who would, who would take it better. I say, Hey, that is, that is a, that is a baby in the church. You got to chill out. You've got, you, you've got to stop being so, so absolutely radical about dude, just be moderate. Let your moderation be known unto all men. You know, we've got to, we've got to be people that the Levite the people of the Levites, they were impartial. They were the, 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 the priests, they were impartial. They didn't pick sides. They, they Mm try to sort out the matters. They were the judges. It's mm-hmm. time for the people of God to, 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 to be impartial. We don't got to choose sides. You don't, you don't, it, we, we can be mutually exclusive. We can be, we can, we can say that, that, that police brutality is wrong and racism is wrong. And we can also say that looting is wrong and, 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 and rioting is wrong. We don't, we don't, they're, they're not non-mutually exclusive. You can be mutually exclusive. That's okay. Mm-hmm. You, you can say one thing is wrong and the other thing is wrong. We're, we're not, we're not tied to a group. We're not tied right. to we are tied to the gospel. We're tied to, to what we know is right because the Lord has told us it's right. His word tells us it's right. You know, so I'll leave it there.
0: Man, that's, bro, that's why I say, I was, at, I forget who I was talking to. They were asking me about you. I think they were asking about how we knew each other. And I, I, tell, I tell them, you know, the same thing I tell anyone who asked me about you. You know, anytime that we're in the same room and we get an opportunity to speak to each other, um, you know, I feel like we have really, really got really good conversation. And what what I've noticed is a lot of times there are people who are in this organization and and in my own life that do a lot more talking than listening. And I feel like you have made I don't know how you are with other people, but in our relationship, you have made a conscious effort to listen and also to give your to give your advice and and to speak back. And I really really appreciate that because. It's really easy, you know, as someone who has been in ministry and at a certain level to just do, do a lot of talking and, and, and to do listening is also important, especially, you know, when this whole movement, people are saying we feel like we're not being heard. And so, like I said, I really appreciate that, bro, from you. Um, and that's why I want to have you on here, because I knew that you would be able to get, give some good advice, you know, because at the end of the day, what can I tell uh, a youth pastor you know, I mean, I probably could say some things, but what could I tell a youth pastor, um, you know, that is in a position like yours and similar to yours um, that you probably, you know, could tell them better, you know, and how to react to this type of situation? Because like I said, I feel like y'all have had, you know, a pretty good handle on this. And so um looking forward to see <clears throat> what y'all continue to do, bro. And when y'all get to come back to church, man, I know y'all going to have a great revival and uh, appreciate y'all, man. So. Any any last words you wanted to say, brother?
1: Man, you know, I I think yeah. Just just one last thing, and then we'll we'll call it quits. But I think how beautiful it is when when right before you know our our movement was 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 birth, and I'm talking about the UPC before that huge merger took place early in the 1910s and the 1920s. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and it's 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 so ironic, but. In many, it actually started in Minnesota. A man by the name of Garfield Thomas Haywood, G.T. Haywood, a, a black man, a black pastor, yes, sir. pastored one of the one of the first biracial churches in Indianapolis. He was from Minnesota, pastored in, uh, in, in Indianapolis. Uh, yep. I mean, in, in his day, you know, five hundred people to a thousand people—that's a huge. Even today, that's a that's a huge church. Yeah. He pastored one of the first biracial churches, white men and black men together going go to church under the same roof, worshiping together. It just goes to show you when the Holy Ghost is moving and when you are fully participating in the church, you will be like the land of Goshen. The land of Goshen was the place that Israel was when they were, uh, when they were in the land of Egypt. And the Bible says that the land of Goshen didn't go through the plagues. They didn't go through the, the, the horrible things that happened to Egypt. Why? Because they were insulated by God. I'm telling yeah. you, when we get in the will of God, it, it, it really does not matter. When the Holy Ghost is working, I'm telling you, we, I'm not saying we don't see color. That's not my point. But I, I, I see you. I see you. You're an African-American man. And I say, man, that man of God, he can, he can do whatever he wants to do. He can, he can preach to whoever he wants to preach to. He, God can use him if he will submit himself to God. And that is the beautiful thing about, about you know, the people of God, man. Uh, I Definitely. love and appreciate you, man. I really do. I really do. I applaud Definitely. what you're doing, bro. I really do, man. I, I I respect you so very much. And, uh, you know, your future wife, man, she's a lucky lady.
0: Appreciate it, brother. We'll leave that there. <laughs> um, but, uh, in conclusion, I wanted to say that y'all can follow uh, the manifest podcast at manifest podcast. Follow me at the uncle Carl. You can follow brother Julio. What is your, do you know where you're at
1: <laughs> man, I believe it's Julio Adelo With one of those underlined things at the bottom I mean, in, 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 between, in between the names, bro It's Julio I'm going to look it up real thing. quick Adelo. Yeah, so
0: it is uh, Julio underscore Adelo A-U-D-E-L-O I'll put it up on the screen so people can see uh, But yes, uh, follow my man He already has almost as many followers as me And I've been on Instagram for, you know, five years Cut it out, bro That's all Cut it right, it bro, out, bro. <laughs> That's all right well, again, bro, I appreciate you, man, and uh, look forward to talking to you some more. And uh, you know, definitely looking forward to fellowship, fellowshipping with you when all this stuff is over. So,
1: yeah. Yes, sir. I can't. I I can't wait for that that famous Carleone barbecue, bro. If bro, you guys haven't had coming, it, I'm bro. telling you. I'm telling you, this, be,
0: this is gonna be the biggest barbecue I've ever done, bro. When this <laughs> is over, bro, we gonna have I'm pounds and pounds of meat, bro. I'm bro, you.
1: let's go ham, bro. Let's go ham. I'm ready. Man,
0: I'm excited. So uh, thank y'all for listening. We'll catch y'all next time.
1: Love you, sir. God bless you.
0: All right, brother. Appreciate you, man. Um, Again, bro, like I said, I appreciate you coming on. I'm going to edit this part out. But I appreciate you coming on and, uh, you know, speaking your mind and speaking your truth. Um, Like I said, I just feel like, you know, people who were in your position probably would take advice better from you than from others. And so, like I said, you know someone who has um done a pretty great job of of navigating through this i would say there's some some leaders and some pastors and i mean youth pastors and youth leaders that need some type of guidance so um appreciate you bro for real so absolutely so, bro man
1: it's it this is going i can't come, wait bro. to do it again bro okay this, let me know
0: this is going to come out um on wednesday this upcoming wednesday so
1: Let's yeah. do it. Let's do it, bro. You let me know, bro. Man, dude, I'm I'm literally so privileged and honored, bro, that you'd have me on, bro. You humble me, man. Seriously. Bro, this has
0: been a long time coming. You know I've been wanting to get you on it for a minute. And uh it just so <laughs> happened that a great topic popped up and you were the person to do it. So
1: Here All we right, are. Man. Yes, sir. I love you. I appreciate you, bro. God love bless you, bro. man. All right. I'll talk to you All right. Yes, sir. Later. Thanks again for listening to our podcast. For more encouraging messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out past episodes. If you like what you just heard, please consider rating and sharing it with your friends. God bless, and don't forget to be a hyphen.